Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me, as always, is my fellow host, Ariel. Hello. And Daniel. Hi there. And today's episode is about Ninja. Nope. That's wrong. Ninja. <laughs> ninja Gaiden. We're, Resident gonna, we're totally Evil taking this off. Ninja. Resident Evil Ninja. Uh, funny story. That was actually a uh, game that they had actually talked about producing was uh, Resident Evil. And that's, that's for another conversation. <laughs> no. Today we're talking about Resident Evil Gaiden. For the Game Boy Color, I believe. Yes. False. False. Uh, So, without further ado, Danny, what do we got for a synopsis? Summary. Whatever. (laughs) Resident Evil Gaiden was released on the Game Boy Color in December 14th, 2001. It was done by the now-defunct British company M4 Limited, though two employees of Capcom were involved which were Shinji Mikami, who served as the advisor for the game, and the story was created by Hiroki Kato, the director of Resident Evil Code Veronica. Yes. Though fans will be glad to know that this game is non-canon, as most of its plot is contradicted by the main series in key parts, and its events are ignored. Boo. (laughs) So it's just basically a fun bit of flavoring for Resident Evil. Mm. It's nice to have, but it won't won't hurt your storyline <laughs> any. <laughs> That's what I have. Well, I guess that brings us to Ariel. Yep, it sure does. So, let's talk plot. So, Gaiden. The title depicts a viral outbreak on a luxurious passenger ship, the Starlight, 
It introduces an underground organization established to put an end to the global operations of Umbrella. Leon joined the initiative and received orders to investigate the Ocean Liner Starlight, which is rumored to be carrying a new type of B.O.W. Eventually, the headquarters lose contact with Leon and Barry Burton. And they're sent to find its whereabouts. So, after discovering that the crew and the passengers on the ship have turned into zombies, Barry crosses paths with an orphan girl named Lucia, who for some reason can sense the presence of Umbrella's new B.O.W., and possesses some other mysterious abilities. She is then kidnapped by the monster, but Barry reunites with Leon again, and they cooperate to put the B.O.W. to flight and save her. The group learns that the monster is supposed to have green blood, and afterwards witnesses an explosion that sets the ship on fire. They split up and... Leon and Lucia activate the sprinkler system to prevent the engine room from blowing up. Later, the two overhear Barry communicating with Umbrella to arrange some sort of trade-off. Their suspicions confirmed upon meeting him again. Barry threatens Leon with his gun, kidnaps Lucia, and escapes to an Umbrella submarine with her. Meanwhile, a second explosion hits the starlight, and Leon makes his way to the engine room to investigate its source. He finds out that the B.O.W. destroyed the fuel converter in an attempt to blow up the ship and destroy all evidence. He successfully fights it off, but the damage done to the ship is too severe. Then it shifts to the submarine, where Barry reveals to the captain that he pretended to abduct Lucia to trick Umbrella into evacuating them from the starlight. He also learns that the company wants Lucia as she is the host of a parasite, which grows into another B.O.W. within 10 days. Barry forces the surgeons on board to remove the parasite from the girl, but it breaks free from the containment glass and drains the life from the captain, turning him into a zombie. The parasite escapes, killing the whole crew, and eventually turns into a mature B.O.W. Barry and Lucia navigate the submarine back and board the near-sunk ship in order to rescue Leon, but they are followed by the monster. They quickly discover what appears to be Leon. The two have found out that the B.O.W.s are actually shapeshifters, and that one of them has assumed the form of their partner. They manage to escape and come across another Leon in the engine room. Together, the three go back to the deck, where the B.O.W. pulls Lucia into the sea. Barry rescues her, but then another Lucia appears right next to them. The real girl grabs a knife and cuts her hand to show her red blood. Thus, confirming her identity, the group defeats the B.O.W. in one last battle and escapes to the submarine. Lucia, having lost her mysterious powers with the parasite's extraction, is offered to live with Barry's family. In the game's final shot, Leon's neck is shown bleeding green blood revealing him to be the first B.O.W. What happened to my boy is not revealed. Dun, dun, dun. Good thing it's not canon. <laughs> right. Or is it? No, it's not. Don't confuse everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's not canon. But, yep, there is the plot. Short, sweet, to the point. We got some weird shapeshifters. 
So before we continue on to, because this is going to be a short episode, obviously, we can go through this entire game real quick. So what I'd like to do before we go any further is discuss why this game got such a bad rap. So the first and foremost reason we have to recognize is the fact that this was a game that was promised by Capcom to release on the Game Boy. They were promising to bring the Resident Evil series to a portable device, and everyone was over the moon. However, what they actually brought was this reimagining of the first game, which at the time since the Game Boy was really getting, you know, catching momentum here, everybody was absolutely devastated and disappointed in this game because it's not what they asked for. It's not what they were expecting. So this game right out the shoot was already expected to fail. And Capcom even in one of their press releases stated that fact. So that being said, some of the other complaints that were said about this game were the save, the, the inability to save or the not so much the inability, but the difficulty in saving the game. And the the inability in this game to express the true fear that Resident Evil series has done in the past with the camera angles and the eerie music and things like that. This game couldn't stress that. And on top of all of this, they also oversimplified the puzzles to just getting key items and utilizing them, which again took away from the Resident Evil franchise. So with all that being said, these were the complaints about the game itself when it came out. My question here is, how do you two feel about these complaints? I guess it's valid. I don't really have much to say. Though I do think it's hilarious that this came out for the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. And the whole, like, you have to see if it's green blood, if it's red blood. I never even thought like, of that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, hey, we have color now. Let's play on that. Are you green or are you red? Oh my gosh, I never would have thought of that reasoning. <laughs> that's, I mean, really, that's what I thought. They were like, hey, hey this is color. Let's play it up. Yeah, I, honestly, you're 100% right. There's no other reason why they would have done red and, red and green blood. So, Daniel, insight here. I think it could have been all right had they done story-wise. Not done my boy dirty? Mm. Now, we'll say Nintendo Life went back and played it. There's a, there's a wonderful article you can read on NintendoLife.com about this. They went back themselves and played it, and they said it wasn't a bad game. It wasn't. It was just timing was terrible. If you take the Resident Evil name off of it. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, Nintendo Life said that they replayed it and it was actually a really good game. And it was an interesting concept with the Leon at the end having the green blood. It's exciting. Capcom, I want a Switch game. Hey. <laughs> Where you have to find out who has green or red blood. Yes. It's continuing from this one. Yep. Uh, so, with all that being said, I think this is the perfect time for us to go to a mid-break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the characters and BOWs 
and the unlockables for this game. Well, here we are in the middle of the show. And the first thing we have to do in the middle of the show is thank our lovely, amazing patrons, such as... Ready for this? I'm going to pronounce it right this time. Probably not. Chaotic Kia. Now, funny story behind this. Uh, Chaotic Kia actually sent me a message and saying, I died laughing when you mispronounced my name. So at least it was funny. <laughs> he does that to everybody. Oh. Uh, so to continue with our VIP patrons, we have Chris Slate, Christopher Gurley, Donnie Shanks, and William Jackson. And we have our lovely little all-access patron, Remington Cloutier. So thank you to our patrons for contributing to the show and allowing us to continue and showing your support. And thank you to the listeners out there to, you know, for downloading and sharing it with friends and leaving your wonderful five-star reviews and it just everything. Thank you. Because without you all, we wouldn't be a show. Yeah, you took my line. You talk too much. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, with all that being said, Daniel, what do you have for us? All right. Have you ever wanted to be part of a Resident Evil sports team? Yes. I'm listening. So, Anime Ape, well, I about kissed the mic there. So, Anime <laughs> Ape has Umbrella Core Resident Evil baseball jerseys. It looks like they only have double zero as the number, and it says Redfield on the back. But you could still wear this jersey and say you're part of the Resident Evil sports team, whether it's baseball, softball, something along those lines. Looks like each shirt runs $39, and it does not specify how much shipping is. It's probably going to be whenever you get through checkout. And it is a red and black shirt. It definitely says Umbrella Corporation on the front. Has the biohazard symbols as well as says Resident Evil and has the Umbrella logo on it. Okay, that is pretty cool. I'm sold. <laughs> so we'll post that in the show notes. And if you do join the Resident Evil sports team, uh, hopefully you don't get killed out there. Ah. Don't worry, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, Ariel, what do you got for us? Are you going to say my line? No. So I read an article, much like I always do. And this one comes from Comic Book, and it is Resident Evil 9 Rumor Leaks First Details. Ooh. So this kind of goes along with the YouTube video that came out with the Resident Evil 9 leaks. Mm. Supposed leaks. Now keep in mind, listeners, that you know this is all just... keep in mind that you need to take all of this with a grain of salt. Mm. I mean, because first thing, you know, first thing, it's an anonymous source where this rumor comes from, and the second is that it comes from 4chan. <laughs> and <laughs> Enough said so, there. Like, you know, take everything in this article with a grain of salt, but it's still kind of cool to mention. So, mm. um, it's saying that the working title is Resident Evil Apocalypse. And it's set in a ghost town in the West where a certain investigation will take place. It's said to be comprised of a small town and lots of different outdoor settings like caves and campfire camping sites. And 
The enemies are described as deformed creatures that resemble mythological creatures like Wendigo. Mm. That's they said that it's um, Wendigos and Goatman, and um, that it's a huge emphasis on body horror. So that these Wendigos, well, and if anybody knows those, those are the shapeshifters, mm-hmm. and they pose as friendly NPCs and the body of original NPCs that have died. And so you don't know. You don't know. Unless they bleed green blood. I'm just kidding. I just (laughs) added that part. I just added that part. So anyways, um, another thing is that the rumor claims that there's a large unsettling forest that you can easily get lost in because of how dense and dark the setting will be. And an early boss called Barguest, it's a giant black dog with a twist. Don't know what the twist is, but then there is a woman antagonist called Glastig. Glastig? I'm just as bad as Crit with these... Uh, name pronunciations with a really beautiful design with green and gold ornaments and morning green gown and it's said that it kind of resembles Mother Miranda with the design Mm. but supposedly it's she's friendly and serves as a guide to the player kind of like a merchant but I don't know woman can we have another member to the merchants guild Probably not, because I have a feeling that this is going to be something else. If any of this is true. So, um, it's also bringing, you know how the remake, like RE2 remake and them, like you can barricade and it's saying that it's bringing those mechanics in. And, and you can use breakable melee weapons and so it mentions the plot is about the ninth moon phase, which is where the name Apocalypse comes from. So I'm going to post the link to this in the show notes. I'm also going to post the YouTube video. If you don't want to read through all of this, the YouTube video that I watched basically says the same exact thing. Only you get to listen to it instead of reading it. <laughs> so um, I'm going to post both of those in the show notes. So. Go check it out, and remember, take everything in this with a grain of salt. It does sound like a pretty cool concept for a game, though. I mean, it it does, but how is this going to tie in the, to the Winter's storyline, hmm. you know? Well, we do have all those other agencies that are out there making BOW weapons as well. So okay, but how does that tie into the winter storyline? Is what I'm trying to understand. They because they said that it was a trilogy. Mm. So I'm wondering where's Rose going to pop up or Mia? Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out if this is really the concept for the game. Be very interesting. Yeah. If that's the concept for the game, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not that interested in it. <laughs> I will play no matter what. I'll play it, of course. <laughs> I just want to see this bar guest. Or bar guest. Bar guest. The Wendigo. Yep. So, well, with all that being said, I also have some news. And this has actually been talked about in our Discord. Uh, I think a man named Babs posted it. 
Yeah, and also what I was going to cover today. <laughs> I'm upset because he stole my article. Sorry. So anyway, <clears throat> as you all have, I'm sure by now have seen Dead by Daylight. We talked about this on a previous episode. Dead by Daylight is adding new Resident Evil characters and level design in the new expansion Project W. We have announced what those characters are. So our survivors in this are going to be Ada Wong's. Ada Wong's. Ada Wong's. <laughs> our new survivors in this are going to be Ada Wong and Rebecca Chambers. And the enemy in this is going to be none other than Albert Wesker. And he is going to be codenamed Mastermind. What a fitting name for him. But in addition to this, we're also going to be getting some new updated improvements to Raccoon City Police Department level. This is going to this is all edited from the quality. It's a quality of life update that is completely edited from the feedback they got from players, which includes splitting the police department into two separate maps based on the east and west wings. The West Wing will include the Star's Office, Dark Room, and Records Room, while the East Wing will contain the Chief's Office, Art Room, and Rooftop, and more. Uh, there is also additional access to the front exterior section that they're going to add into this. So there's no definitive release date. However, in an interview done with Behavior, they've said to be on the lookout. It's coming soon. And since we've got a trailer for it and we've gotten all this information dropped... I can only imagine it's right around the corner. So if you're interested in reading this article, you can go to IGN.com and it's there. And we'll also post the link in the show notes for this one. But with all that being said, I think it's time for us to get to the end of the episode. Well, welcome to the end of the episode. Well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lord. <laughs> it's been a long night, okay? <laughs> well, here we are at the end of the episode. And that brings us to none other than characters. Ooh. Yeah, since this isn't a, you know, long game by any means, we're just going to do it all tonight. Mm-hmm. So, you ready for the super long character list? Let's go. Barry, Leon, and Lucia. <laughs> There's the the HQ guy that, you know, talks to mm-hmm. Barry, and then there's the captain, but... Eh. <laughs> are they really characters? I mean, they kind of are, but... So, I've already talked about Barry. I've mm-hmm. already talked about Leon. So, let's talk about Lucia. Okay. And even though this isn't canon, she is still alive. <laughs> she, So, she's a 13-year-old girl. And... There's really not no, there's really not much known about her except that she was an orphan child and she was adopted approximately 2 years before this game and she was picked on a lot by the other kids because she was different and it's got things had gotten so bad because of her abilities that the people who had adopted her decided to send her to the rel- to relatives in Europe and that's what caused her to be on board the starlight she was on her way to Europe to relatives because 
you know, like she could control what was going on with her. Jeez, she's a 13 year old girl. But anyways, so yeah, that's, um, yeah, that is literally all I have on Lucia. <laughs> so kind of sad. I mean, at least at the end, even though it's not canon, like she has a happy ending. Barry, because Barry, you know, loves to adopt everyone, which is great. I'm not saying anything bad about Barry. It's wonderful. She gets adopted by him, so. Happy ending. I love how Barry's so father figure and all the games he's ever in. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, even in uh, Revelations 2, I mean, he's like, I'll adopt you. I mean, that's great. That really is great, because... Barry loves kids. Yeah. Big old Papa Barry. <laughs> Except for his own, apparently. Oh, God. <laughs> poor, poor Moira. Oh, my gosh. All right, Danny, what do we got for some B.O.W.s in this game? So we don't have many. No. And they're very vague on their descriptions. Wow. Oh. First one we have is known as B.O.W., and it's <laughs> creature in quotes. So it physically resembles a T-103 tyrant, but it possesses tentacles around its stomach, which could shoot out of the creature's body when preparing to attack. Picture-wise, it does look similar to a tyrant. It looks like a really jacked zombie. Mm. So that's, but it is the Game Boy uh, color. So you have to keep in mind what graphics we had back then. Yeah. But it basically looks like, it looks similar like a, a Game Boy color tyrant would look like. Then we also have the B.O.W. Parasite, which its ability to change shapes made it particularly a covert en enemy with its known forms, including Lucia and the B.O.W. In quotes. And another trick up its sleeves was its ability to mimic the speech of humans, which it did when passing off as both Lucia and Leon. Bum, bum, bum. I love how that they had two people from Capcom work on this, mm. but nobody came up with a name for any of these. Like, it's just Parasite <laughs> and B.O.W. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Capcom knew from the beginning of this. They were like, it's a flop. Don't put too much effort into this, well, guys. I mean, I feel like it would have taken them two seconds to at least <clears throat> come up with a name, at least for the Parasite. You could have well. slapped Tyrant title on, you know, Big Boy, but mm -hmm. at least named Parasite. I mean, it may have been an experimental game for them, but still. Well, yeah. Could have named it Eve. No. <laughs> Wrong game? Wrong game. Wrong game. Yeah, it does have to do with the parasite. Uh, I love that game, though. <clears throat> anyway. And the last one, they only list female zombie as one of the other creatures, but they do mention zombie. So basically, the female zombies are distinct from their male counterparts as that they're poisonous. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> seems fitting. I'm not gonna go there. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, I'm a woman, so I'm gonna go well, there. Well, that yes, seems but fitting. I'm, I'm not. Uh, and aside from their poisonous nature, they're <laughs> Ariel's still over here dying. I can't help it. They like the male zombies also come in different colors. That's really the difference. Is oh. poisonous, and then they both come in different colors. Game Boy Color had to use that color yeah, coordination. They, they gotta, oh my god, really? There's a they zombie went of, there. They did. They went there with poisonous and, women. And the picture of the zombie 
looks similar to like Jill Valentine if she was zombified in a Game Boy game <laughs> to me. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, Very much. it really does. <laughs> what are they trying to say about Jill in this one? They were like, well, just use her character model in a 3D <laughs> game that we're going to try and make an experiment on. We're going to get into that in a minute. <clears throat> That's what I have on all I have for BOWs. So I'm not really going to get into unlockables or Easter eggs. There's not really any Easter eggs for this one. The unlockables are pretty standard unlockables in any game. But I am going to get into some uh, glitches that this game had. So the first one we have here is the unlimited gas launcher rounds. So what you would do is first you would equip the launcher with at least one gas round, then engage an enemy in battle. Use the run feature with the character equipped with the gas launcher and when in run mode push the action push the action button and it will cause you to fire a gas round without depleting your ammo count thus killing all on-screen enemies and not spending around and the last little secret thing we have for this game is 99 handgun bullets First, you have to be in the engine room before fighting the BOW on the 12th save point. Die on purpose when fighting the BOW and use a continue. Get the handgun bullets and keep doing this until you have 99 handgun rounds. So it's not really a glitch or anything like that. It's more of just a... I don't know. Programming miss? <laughs> it's... <clears throat> now that we're at the end, I want to discuss some things before we give ratings here. You, we've all hinted at it several times while doing this episode, which is Capcom was kind of lazy on this one. They were kind of lazy, even though they had two creators from Capcom working on this and Ariel even said it. Why didn't they name anything? I know it. <laughs> OK, I get you don't want to name the tyrant. It's a tyrant. That's it's you know, tyrants are their own B.O.W.'s anyways. You got this parasite. Come on. You could have come up with a name for it. Mm -hmm. in, in addition to that, a lot of the character models that Daniel pointed out, a lot of the character models were reutilized. And we can only assume this was a cost cutting measure because not a lot of money wanted to be spent on this thing. After their original ambitions of wanting to make an exact replica of Resident Evil 1 couldn't be met on the Game Boy Color and they chose this avenue, at this point, it feels like it's just a cost-cutting measure. Especially when they reuse, you know, utilize the same figure as what looks like Jill and bog-standard zombies and Tyrant and, it, you know, and the copycat enemy. Let's think about that for a minute. They could reutilize multiple character models because of this parasite. So again, another cost-cutting measure for this video game. So... Personally, I feel like not a lot of effort was spent. Well, we know that a lot of effort was spent. But what I feel like is not a lot of effort beyond what we already know wasn't even spent on this game. Because they knew it was a lost endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. It just come up with a name. Come on. <laughs> That's still bothering me. But they had zombies in every color of the rainbow. No. 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 <laughs> They had poisonous women. Uh, oh, gosh. So, with all that being said, 
brings us to the end of this episode and our end of our discussion about Resident Evil Gaiden. It's time for some reviews. Ariel, what do you got? So I'm actually going to be 100% honest with all of you listeners. I didn't play this game. I didn't have a Game Boy Color because, you know, I wasn't allowed one. And I stole my brother's <laughs> a few times, but I was too busy playing Super Mario Land 2. So, um, yeah, I didn't play this game. But upon my research and you know what? Okay. I really want to give this a five out of five solely because they put in poisonous women. <laughs> like, it's hilarious to me. I'm a woman. So whoever gets offended by what I say, you know what? I'm a woman. So I can say this because <laughs> it's true sometimes. Sometimes. A lot of the times. Um. Anyways, no, but really, okay. One. I give this one fake Leons out of one five. fake Leons out of five. One green Leon out of five green Leons. Oh, gosh. In this because uh, story. I'm a big story person, just like I rate all the other games. It's mm. a lot of story, none. Um. Couldn't even name your BOWs. Um, they did. It was named BOW. <laughs> yeah, BOW and BOW Parasite. Um, yeah, just, yeah, you're right. Not a lot of effort put into this. Mm-mm. When I get it, you're, you weren't expecting much out of this game. You could have at least put two seconds of effort into it. Yeah. You know? I give it the one, though, instead of zero, because I love the fact that they put red and green in. <laughs> For the color, because look, we got color now. Yeah. Let's throw these colors in. That's why I give it a one. That was a, that was a lot of developers when they were coming out with Game Boy games for the Game Boy Color. They had to use as much color as they could. No, and that's awesome because I did have a regular Game Boy <laughs> and I was so jealous that my brother got a Game Boy Color and I didn't and I never got one and he got to have colors on his shit and I didn't and... I would have liked green blood. <laughs> uh, all right, Daniel, what do you got for a review? So I'm teetering between uh, two to three out of five Rebecca's. Could have definitely had a lot more story. Mm. BOWs I like, but like Ariel said, there wasn't a much there. I mean, not not even any uniqueness. And we already discussed about they tried to reuse it. It sounded like they tried to use a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. to cut corners. But then if you're going to cut corners that way, you could have still improved the story. I know it's a Game Boy game, so you don't have... I don't know how long a Game Boy game can be. I've seen longer ones, so mm. maybe they just thought that this would be... Maybe this was a placeholder. Maybe that's all that this game is for. And that's why, like, Umbrella Core. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like that, where it was just a placeholder... And that's why they didn't put a lot of effort into it. Well, honestly, you're not too far off. It was the fact that they promised a Resident Evil game release for the Game Boy. And also during this time, they were trying to produce the next Resident Evil game in the franchise. And they were spending more of their time and development team on this new Resident Evil that's supposed to come out than they were the Game Boy game. 
and eventually the Game Boy game, they realized they couldn't remake one effectively the way they wanted for the Game Boy Color. So instead, they scrapped the whole idea and just kind of smashed this thing together. So you're not too far off from it being a placeholder. Either way, yeah, I would would have preferred more story. Mm. Canon or not, just... I mean, and they could have specified, well, back then they probably weren't thinking about an RE universe. No. And so they could have said, hey, this is an alternate timeline. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still take it as that. It's an alternate timeline where Leon is no longer the real Leon. And we can still come back and revisit this, especially when we complete the main story, you know, main timeline of events. Eventually, we all have to realize Resident Evil main timeline will come to an end. You know? No. <laughs> But it's good to know that they have these other alternate universes to come back to and carry on. So, yeah. Hopefully not on the Game Boy Color. (laughs) Switch, baby. Switch, baby. So, I'm going to actually give this one a three out of five. And here's why. Ariel keeps hinting at it. Daniel's even said it a couple times. The use of color for this the the amount of color that was in this game is awesome it's very vibrant it's very in your face with color they're constantly using color to identify things and red blood green blood and it was really cool it was a really cool concept and i'm glad it was a thought out concept however i wish they would have had more storyline to this i have to agree with you guys on this one I also wish they would have had more characters and character development and a longer runtime for this. I get that the Game Boy cartridges couldn't hold a lot of data back in the day, um, especially for games like this. But still, you I feel like there was a lot of unused data on this. (laughs) I feel like it was a lot of unused data for this game. And in addition to that, I don't like the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of hints to other games in the series or, you know, little little Easter eggs that we like to see in these games. There wasn't a whole lot of that. And I get it again. It's Game Boy game, but we've seen Easter eggs in other Game Boy games. Yep. So the real, you know, those are the negatives and I can go on and on. But I do. The other couple positives that I do want to scream about this game are. That it did bring back some of the iconic puzzles, as in, you know, key item finds and key item usages. And it did bring back some fun classic characters that we're love and we're familiar with. And it did have a cool twist at the end. By doing my boy dirty? <laughs> so I feel like the material was there, the concept was there, but we missed the mark by a lot. So. You boys gave a better rating than I did. (laughs) (laughs) So, with that being said... Wait. Oh? Before you close this out. So, what I want to say is... This concludes Season 1. We will come back in a different season and go over phone games, everyone. Mm -hmm. So, don't think that we just skipped them. We kind of did, but we're going to revisit them later. That's it for games for now. Next season, should I tell everybody or should I make them wait? I would tell everybody. Oh, okay. You're a lot nicer (laughs) than I am. 
next season, which really starts in a week, uh, we are going over movies. We're going over movies. We're going over TV series. We're going over that type of media. Mm. So we are starting with the CGI movies, the three CGI movies. Nice. Degeneration, Damnation, and Vendetta. So we will start with that and work our way through all of the different movies and TV series. I'm excited. Yes. And I'm sure we'll have a timeline episode again to put all these things together. Potentially. We could. Eh. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, so yay. Thanks for sticking yay. around with us for a full season. Woo-woo! <laughs> but I do want to say in later seasons as well, we will come back to the games because we are going to go a little bit a little bit deeper. Mm. We are going to discuss weapons. We mm-hmm. are going to discuss the puzzles, all yes. of the puzzles and the solutions for them. We are going to discuss items, treasures, all of it in the later seasons. Yeah. So we will be coming back and revisiting all of the games again. Mm-hmm. The the As we discussed, the first season was, you know, all these seasons that we're doing are literally just to get through the timelines, to line things up, to make sense out of everything. And then we're going to go to deep dives. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. But with that being said, I also want to do something a little different. I want to talk about uh, another podcast that I and Ariel do, which is the Legend of Zelda lore cast, where Ariel and I do a deep dive is that Legend of Zelda lore. So if you're a Legend of Zelda fan, go check those out. And until next time, we'll see you later. It's dangerous to go alone. Take this. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.